Good morning. I had three classes for this morning. I could not decide which one to give. Coats of skin, the road less travel, or this one that I chose. And I didn't know that the young people were going to be in this class because my class is directed to brothers and sisters who know the truth. But there'll be some lessons here for the young people because you're going to have failures in your natural life and you and we are going to have failures during our spiritual life and we cannot let the consequences of things that happen in our life we cannot let our own failings cause us to not Continue. Beware, lest ye fall from your own steadfastness. I hope none of you forget this. Beware lest you fall from your own steadfastness. With the nature that we have, it's always easier to blame another person or the consequences of life when this happens. But most of the time, there are exceptions. Most of the time, it is our own selves who are to blame. Beware lest you fall from your own steadfastness. We need to be on guard. How often does this happen to us? With our minds set and our faith fixed, at the first occasion of adverse or tempting circumstances, we cave in. We all do that. And we're at all times susceptible to doing this. Caving in. Allowing the opinions and beliefs. You know, Brother Bobby mentioned uh, peer pressure. And he made a true statement last night. Young people are not the only ones that are affected by peer pressures. 
young brothers and sisters, middle-aged brothers and sisters, and elderly brothers and sisters are affected by peer pressure. Allowing the opinions and beliefs of strangers, friends, family, and respect and respected brethren sway our judgment, causing us to desert the very things that we hold to be true. Causing us to desert the very things that we hold to be true. This morning, we will consider a brave and courageous man who followed the Lord Jesus, loving him, encouraging Jesus, and finally giving his life Now, we're not talking about a failure here. We're talking about a man that gave his life for the things that Jesus taught. This man's leadership helped establish the first century ecclesia, and he was instrumental in bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ and the kingdom to the Jew and the Gentile. However, there were times that he fell tragically from his own steadfastness and not only were his failures witnessed by the Lord and others, but was left on record for our admonition. No one could state these words. Beware, lest ye fall from your own steadfastness with greater emphasis than the big fisherman, Peter. Let's turn to chapter 26 of Matthew. Verse 31, Matthew 26, verse 31. Then saith Jesus unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. Just think of all the times that Jesus had warned his disciples about this. And the times that he told them this, but after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. Peter answered and said unto him, Peter was always doing this, He didn't want the Lord to suffer 
He wanted the kingdom to be set up then. Listen to this. And there's a key here in this verse. Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. Now Peter was the first one that spoke. Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, that this night before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, Yet will I not deny thee. And look at that next phrase. Likewise also said all the disciples. But Peter was the first one that spoke up. And this is a key to some of the things we're going to discuss later. He was very enthusiastic. And he was a man of action. And he he came to the Lord's rescue right there. Peter loved the Lord Jesus. I doubt there's any man that loved the Lord Jesus more than Peter. Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding exceeding sorrowful, even to death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from thee. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he cometh unto the disciples, and findeth them asleep, and saith unto who? He didn't speak to the other two, he spoke to Peter. What, could ye not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The Spirit indeed is willing. And as I said earlier, there was no man more willing than the Apostle Peter. That's a key to his his characteristics of Peter. He was willing, but the flesh is weak. And our flesh is weak too many times, brothers and sisters. Beware lest you fall from your own steadfastness. Do you see why Peter could state this? Beware. It just, like that. The flesh is weak. He went away again the second time and prayed, saying, O my Father, if this cup may not pass away from me except I drink it, thy will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them and went away again and prayed in the third third time, saying the same words. Then cometh he to his disciples and saith unto them, Sleep on now, and take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. Behold, he is at hand that doth 
betray me. And while he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude with swords and staves. Now let's, let's make a note here. A great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same is he, hold him fast. And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, where art thou come? Then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. Now, Peter was a brave and courageous man. And behold, one, and you can find this in John 18:10, Peter, one of them which were with Jesus, stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck a servant of the high priest and smote off his ear. I would say Peter's intentions were to kill that guard. And there was more than one guard. This was a brave, he was not a coward. Then Jesus said unto him, Put up again thy sword into his place, for all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my father? And he shall present give me, presently give me more than twelve legions of angels. But how then shall the scriptures be fulfilled? The Lord Jesus is using this as a, as a time to teach his followers. At a time like this, he reminds them what he had been telling them. And later on, those apostles would remember this. Here the Lord is being taken off to be crucified, to, be, to suffer and be crucified, and he takes the time to guide and teach his followers. And they won't forget that, although they do fail at times. And Peter continues, he, he has some failures. In that same hour said Jesus to the multitudes, Are you come out as against a thief with swords and staves for to take me? I sat daily with you teaching in the temple, and you laid no hold on me. But all this was done that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. And they that had laid hold on Jesus led him away to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled. And Peter followed him afar off. That took courage. Even from afar off. That took courage to do that. Unto the high priest's palace. We're talking about a man's life here. Possibly Peter's. And he knew that. And went in and sat with the servants to see the end. Now the chief priests and elders and all the council sought false witness, false witness against Jesus to put him to death, but found none, yea, 
Though many false witnesses came, yet found they none. At last came two false witnesses and said, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and build it in three days. And the high priest arose and said unto him, Answerest thou nothing? What is it which these witnesses, these witness against thee? But Jesus held his peace. And the high priest answered and said unto him, I adjure thee by the living God that they tell us that thou tell us whether thou be the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said unto him, Thou hast said, Nevertheless, I say unto you, Hereafter shall you see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest rent his clothes, saying, He has spoken blasphemy. What further need have we of witnesses? Behold now, ye have heard his blasphemy. What think ye? They answered and said, He is guilty of death. Then they spit in his face and buffeted him, and others smote him with the palms of their hands. And his eyes were covered at this time, saying, Prophesy unto us, thou Christ, who is he that smote thee? Now back to Peter, 69. Now Peter sat without in the palace, and a damsel came unto him, saying, Thou also was with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. 71. And when he was gone out into the porch, another maid saw him and said unto them that were there, This fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And again he denied with an oath. I do not know the man. Now, It's hard to believe that Peter would curse and swear at a time like this. But you've got to remember what Peter's occupation was. He was a fisherman and probably did a lot of swearing and cursing in his natural life. And in this state of weakness that he was in now, he did it again. And after a while came unto him they that stood by, and said to Peter, Surely thou art one of them, for thy speech betrayeth thee. Then began he to curse and swear, saying, Now I wonder how many brothers and sisters, when things happen to us in our life, how many times have we cursed and swore? I wonder. Then began he to curse and swear, saying, I know not the man, and immediately the cock crew. And Peter remembered the word of Jesus, which said unto him, Behold, the cock crow, then shall thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out, and he wept bitterly. Let's turn to Luke 22. 60 through 60, 60 through 62, and, and add a little bit more to this. Luke 22. Verse 60. Luke 22, verse 60. 
And Peter said, I knoweth not what thou sayest. Man, I knoweth not what thou sayest. And immediately while he yet spake, the cock crowed. 61. And the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me three times. Verse 62. And Peter went out and he wept bitterly. Let's turn to Mark. Let's turn back to Mark 16. Verses 1 through 7. And what is the title of my Sunday school class? Beware lest you fall from your own steadfastness. Beware lest you fall from your own steadfastness. Mark 16, verse 1. When the Sabbath was passed, and Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome had brought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him, Jesus. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came unto the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, Who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulcher? And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. And entering into the sepulcher, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment. They were affrighted. And he said unto them, Be not affrighted, ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. Now look at verse 7. Very important verse. But go your way. Tell his disciples. Look at that. And Peter that he goeth before you unto Galilee. There ye shall see him as he said unto you. He had already told them this. But what does he say here? He says, go tell his disciples. And he says, go and tell Peter, right there it is. Go and tell Peter. Peter was a wonderful companion for Jesus. Always loving him. 
always willing and enthusiastic, always. He was always the first. And what a leader and also a companion was the Lord Jesus to Peter. Always loving him, guiding, directing, correcting, encouraging, and what else? Saving him always. These two individuals had a wonderful relationship. I mean, it's almost beyond description. What an example for us regarding our relationship with our spouse, with our children, with our brothers and sisters. Go and tell Peter. Go and tell Peter. Let's look at John 21, verse 1 through 19. John 20, verse... John 21, verse 1. John 21, verse 1. <clears throat> After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Tea of Tiberias, and on this wise showed he himself. They were together, Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathaniel of Cana and Galilee and the sons of Zebedee and two other of his disciples. Now here's another key. Peter was not one to just sit around. Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a fishing. And they say unto him, We also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately. And that night they caught nothing. But with the morning, but when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus saith unto him, Children, have ye any meat? They answered him, No. And he saith unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Now, verse 7. We're going to get another example here of the character of Peter, how much he loved the Lord, and he was always quick to action, quick to action. Therefore, that disciple, which Jesus loved, we know that's the Apostle John, saith unto Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girt his fisher's coat upon him, for he was naked, and he cast himself into the sea. He wanted to see the Lord 
so bad he cast himself into the sea and swam to shore. Brothers and sisters, how much do you want how much how how much do you want to see the Lord? How much do you love the Lord? And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from the land, but as it were two hundred cubits, dragging the net with fishes. And soon then, as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereon and bread. And Jesus said unto them, Bring of the fish which you have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land full of great fishes, a hundred and fifty and three. And for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Jesus said unto them, Come and dine. And none of the disciples dost ask him, Who art thou? Knowing that it was the Lord. Jesus then cometh and taketh bread and giveth them and fish likewise. This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples. After that, he was risen from the dead. So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter grows grieved because he said unto them, to him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, when thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. This spake he, signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken to this, he saith unto him, unto Peter, he said, follow me. And this Peter did. But was it without failure? We shall see. Now time has passed. The ecclesia has been established and Paul with a greater mind and ability has been given the work of taking the gospel to the Gentiles. 
Let's turn to Acts 15. Acts the 15th chapter. Acts 15, verse 1. And certain men, which came down from Judea, taught the brethren and said, Except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses, ye cannot be saved. When therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and disputation with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain others of them should go up to Jerusalem, important phrase here, unto the apostles and elders about this question. And being brought on their way by the ecclesia, they passed through Phoenicia and Samaria, declaring the conversion of the Gentiles, and they caused great joy unto all the brethren. And when they were come to Jerusalem, they were received of the ecclesia and of the apostles and elders, and they declared all things that God had done with them. But there rose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees, which believed, saying, that it was needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. And the apostles and elders came together for to consider of this matter. And when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up. Okay, here we have Peter. He was involved with the establishment of the ecclesia and in Jerusalem, and he was also involved with the spreading of the gospel to the Gentiles. And said unto them, let's pay close attention to this. This is Peter speaking. Men and brethren, you know that a good while ago, God made choice among us that the Gentiles, by my mouth, should hear the word of the gospel and believe. And God, which knoweth the hearts, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Spirit, even as he did unto us, and put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? But we believe that through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved even as they. We believe, verse 11, that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved even as they. Then all the multitude kept silence and gave audience to Barnabas and Paul, declaring what miracles and wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles by them. And after they had held their peace, James answered, saying, 
Men and brethren, hearken unto me. Simeon hath declared how God at the first did visit the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. And to this agree the words of the prophets as it is written. After this I will return and will build again the tabernacle of David which is fallen down and I will build again the ruins thereof and I will set it up that the residue of men may seek after the Lord and all the Gentiles upon whom my name is called saith the Lord who doeth all these things. Known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. Wherefore my sentence is, is that what? We trouble not them which from among the Gentiles are turned to God, but that we write unto them that they abstain from pollutions of idols and from fornication and from things strangled and from blood. For Moses of old time hath in every city them that preach him being read in the synagogues every Sabbath day. Then pleased it the apostles and elders with the whole ecclesia to send chosen men of their own company to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, namely Judas, surnamed Barsabbas, and Silas, chief men among the brethren. And they wrote letters by them after this manner. The apostles and elders and brethren sends greetings unto the brethren which are of the Gentiles in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia. For as much as we, as we have heard that certain which went out from us have troubled you with words, subverting your souls, saying you must be circumcised and keep the law to whom we gave no such commandment. It seemed good unto us, being assembled with one accord, to send chosen men unto you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men that have hazarded their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have sent therefore Judas and Silas, who shall also tell you the same things by mouth. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us, Verse 28, to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things, that ye abstain from neats offered to idols and from blood and from things strangled and from fornication, from which, if you keep yourselves, ye shall do well, fare ye well. Now, Peter has spoke here, James has spoke here, and the elders and the brethren at the Ecclesia at Jerusalem had written letters to Antioch. Let's go to Galatians chapter 2. Galatians chapter 2. Verse 11.
But when Peter, now remember the words that were spoken at Jerusalem. Now when Peter was come to Antioch, this is Paul speaking, I withstood him to the face because he was to be blamed. For before that certain group or these individuals, some individuals that said they were uh, from James, I don't know, I don't know for sure. For before that certain came from James, he did eat with the Gentiles. But when they were come, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing them which were of the circumcision. And the other Jews dissembled likewise with him, insomuch that who? Barnabas, who was also in Jerusalem, was carried away with their dissimulation. But when I saw that they walked not uprightly according to the truth, of the gospel, I said unto Peter before them all, If thou, being a Jew, livest after the manner of the Gentiles, and not as do the Jews, why compellest thou the Gentiles to live as do the Jews? Now skip over to chapter 3, Extreme, some very important verses to be spoken then and also now. Verse 26. Three twenty-six. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. These are extremely important verses. For as many as you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ's, if ye be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. We do not know what all the Judaizers from Jerusalem said or did in Antioch. However, Peter, as usual, what did he do? He was a man of quick action. And I believe that he received, or he thought he was receiving, a command from the elders or the leadership at Jerusalem. And therefore, he separated himself from the Gentile believers. His lapse was temporary because Paul straightened him out. And harmony was restored both doctrinally and personally. That's very important. Harmony was restored both doctrinally and personally. Let's turn to Second Peter, verse three. Second Peter three verses one and two. Second Peter chapter three verses one and two. 
I'd like for everybody to look at this. 2 Peter 3, verse 1 and 2. Very important. This second epistle, beloved, and this is Peter writing, I now write unto you in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. Verse 2. That ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandments of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. That's really something right there. The holy prophets, the commandments of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. This is, uh, this is it, men that were actually with Jesus. Now, skip over to verse 15. 15. Right there in the middle of that verse. Look at this. Harmony had been restored both doctrinally and personally. Verse 15. And this is Peter talking about Paul. Even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto them, hath written unto you. Peter submitted to the Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul had a greater mind and he had greater ability than the Apostle Peter. But that didn't hurt. Because the Apostle Peter had did all that he could do. He gave his life for the words of Jesus. And he didn't mind if he was second or third. After the days at Antioch, he spent the rest of his life spreading the gospel to the Jew and the Gentile. The Apostle Peter as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest as they do other scriptures unto their own destruction. Verse 17. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing that ye know these things before. Beloved, seeing that ye know these things before. You already know these things. He's telling you to beware. Lest ye also, being led away by the error of the wicked. And he's talking about the error. He's not talking about the people. Be led away with the air of the wicked. What? Fall from your own steadfastness. Verse 18. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forevermore. And I will end with this one comment. Without the gospel of Christ, there's no way that you're going to be steadfast. And it's 10.15 by my watch. <clears throat>